Well, hello, beautiful soul fam. Welcome to Awakening 101. My name is Kim Ocean. Um, my name's Annie Grace. And uh, Awakening 101 is a podcast platform for having enlightening conversations around a variety of topics such as consciousness, what is a spiritual awakening, manifestation, and meditation, and brain health, and just lots and lots of goodies and amazing topics that we're going to cover. Yeah, we're excited to bring you amazing guests every week and have just like deep ass conversations with them between um, myself and Kim about our experiences and our insights um, that we've gained along our individual journeys and paths. Yeah, absolutely. We're excited to bring you our shared experiences, knowledge, and wisdom, and to have just amazing people on here to talk about their journeys as well. And yeah, we're super excited to bring this to you in 2022. (laughs) Let's go. And yeah, we'll see you in there. Love you guys. Right. Well, good morning, Jessica. Welcome to Awakening 101. How are you? Good morning, ladies. I'm awesome. So grateful to be here. Good. Awesome. We're so happy to yeah, have you on. We're so happy to have you on. Yeah. So I met Jessica um, and her salon. I was <laughs> getting my hair done by the beautiful and amazing Erica Rose Rollins and was feeling like a queen. Her and her sister were like giving me the <laughs> royal treatment and I had Roxy on my lap. Roxy, say hi. Oh, she's buried in the pillows right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that was our conversation starter because Jessica comes right over and is like, um, who is this dog? I'm like, I must get to know the dog. Can I pet your dog? Can I hold your dog? When you your dog? She's like, oh my God, lady. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know how we got on the conversation like that you had a podcast, but um, that came up and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just birthing a podcast right now with my friend Annie and, you know, kind of one thing led to another in conversation and I was like, I want to have <laughs> you on and you wanted to have us on. So it just was super beautiful. But, um, as a little bit of intro, Jessica as a salon owner has 20 plus Amazing. years of, um, hair salon experience and expertise and I just love your podcast. We've both been listening to it. The yeah. Beauty Inspires Beauty <laughs> podcast. It's incredible. And I just, yeah. you're such a connector and you're so radiant. Like it comes through in your in your podcast and just every time I speak with you. Um, and I'm just really blessed to get to know you. So fun. I think the power of connecting like in conversation, that's like my favorite thing. And you know, when podcasting came out, I was like, well, I felt like you had to be so niche specific of like what you were talking about and have so much direction. And as the years have gone by, you can see just having great conversation. People want to tune in. It's like, you want to be a fly on the wall. And that's what people love about barbershops and salons is like the vibe and the energy and like that. So sorry, literally my internet pushed out. <laughs> but what I was saying is I'm pretty sure I just interjected on your conversation. And that's one of those things that like got us talking. And then Erica was like, oh yeah, Jessica's a coach. And then that's how we started geeking out about that. Yeah, absolutely. It. Yeah. And that was kind of what you were saying too about just like natural conversation is we, the, every time Annie and I got together, we we're like, we need to record this. <laughs> <laughs> Our conversation is so starting. Funny. That's the part where we talk about it. And then it's like actually doing the thing is like, okay, we said we're going to do, it. we've been talking about it for months. Like let's finally start it. So good exactly. for you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. When did you start your podcast? So in the middle of us being closed the first time uh, for the, from the pandemic, my salon had only been open about six months and I finally had a window of time, a space to create it. And I had a client who was actually like a videographer and I was like, let's go. Um, At the time, that's the thing about starting the podcast. I was like, I'm so angry. I feel like our industry doesn't have a voice. This would be great to start rapping about all of the salon owners and hairdressers I know are free right now. So they're going to want to get together and talk about this and share their experience. And so that's how the podcast was originally birthed. And it's since kind of taken off from there. Obviously the tone of our conversation is not quite so frustrated and angry anymore. (laughs) Yeah. great, But um, it just, I really realized like, this is my favorite part about what I get to do at the salon. I still have a passion for doing hair, but I love connecting over conversation and just sharing stories and motivating has always been kind of like my underlying favorite thing to do, I guess. 
And that comes through completely. Like I, I'm not, you know, in the beauty, beauty industry at all. Annie is, she's a, co- a cosmetologist. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah. I love listening because it, it's so much, it's more than that. It's so much yeah. like the conversations are, have so much depth. I mean, and, that's what yeah. got me into cosmetology mm-hmm. is I just love people. I've always had this really, really weird, just love for people ever since I could remember. And um, when I was figuring out kind of what to do, I was like, well, I could do cosmetology and I would get to connect with people. I mean, I'm not using it right now, but I'm very grateful to have my license and always have it as something to fall back on. But it was the human connection and the conversations that really like led me to the industry. Totally. And they don't tell you like when you're younger that this kind of work can be like an actual career. I think it's, it, we see talk shows on TV. We see, we see all of that. And I've always been fascinated by actors and actresses. And I've always wanted my own show on TV. So I'm like, you better start practicing. It's like you can't <laughs> go to the restaurant unless you learn how to do the dishes and cook in the kitchen first. So that was kind of why I was like, just start and start messy and you'll figure it out. So it's been, it's been about a year and a half almost that I've had the podcast now. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we just hit over a hundred up. Ep- uh, no, we're coming up on a hundred episodes. We just hit over 10,000 downloads, which isn't as much as I, you know, wanted for this time. But I was like the other day writing in my journal, just thinking, listen, be proud of yourself. That's 10,000 yes. ever started. That's yeah. amazing. That's freaking incredible. Love to talk about that. Cause I feel like that was something that's been coming up for me a lot is this comparison thing. And so I feel like it's heavier energy around like that. And so I really had to like check myself. Yeah. And be like, listen, like you're doing it. Stop comparing to people who have 4 million downloads. That's unfair. And it's totally stealing any joy that you're going to have out of where you're at right now. Yeah. Oh, that's been coming um, up for me too. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's a conversation we keep having too. And I've been having it with a lot of people, the comparison game. And I think part of it is having patience with yourself too, because it's, it's honestly like, um, I was listening to a podcast with Brene Brown on it and she was saying how comparing yourself to others is actually like it started back in like the caveman days and it's a way mm. of like it's a something that is hardwired into us a way of like surviving and so she's like honestly have patience with yourself because it just shows you're human but it's like what you're gonna do with that energy if you're either gonna be like that's okay. Like I'm comparing, but that's at the end of the day, I'm okay with where I'm at. I love who I am. Or if you're like, okay, now I got to do this because so-and-so is doing it. So it was really, for me, it was really healing listening to that podcast and listening to her say that and how it is just part of our makeup and to just really like kind of turn it, what, what are we going to do with that energy? But that's also like a conversation topic I've been having with so many people. So that's so, that's so crazy. You said that. Well, so much stuff is in our face now that, you know, I think it, it's good and it's really bad because I feel like now more than ever, we have so many options and it's like back in the day, like our parents only had five options of careers they could do or two options or three options of who they could marry. It was like, things were not as like, it's like the Tinder, the dating shit, like you can just swipe left, like, oh, this career doesn't feel in alignment anymore. Don't feel good about it. I'm not in my purpose. It's like swipe, get a different career, try something new. And while like, it's okay to pivot and move and try like you look at Kimberly, like you're doing something completely different now than what you went to school for and what you started with. That's a perfect example of how you can segue into other things. But I feel like now we do things unconsciously because we see someone else doing it and it can be because it's exciting and it's new and you're like oh wow look at that I had no idea that could be a career you know let me go try that and I used to get a lot of shit for having what they call like shiny object syndrome Jessica you're always Mm. doing things like you're over here you're over here you're doing this and I was like how will I know what I really want to be doing if I don't try it Mm. so I'm somebody that wants to you know at the end of the day say I don't have regrets about not trying things. I'd rather have, you know, regrets that I did try it and then be like, oh, it didn't work, whatever. But versus like, oh, I should have done that. Or I wish I would have seen what that could have been like. Yeah, I love that. And I'm having a lot of, yeah, thoughts come up about one. I like to think of like, our careers and like life purpose as a tree where it's like, you know, you might have a bigger branch of something that like you really focus on, but it's okay to like have those little branches come off of it or have a whole new branch sprout off instead of like, we have to go this one way for our whole lives. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, yeah, we can get paralyzed and stuck. I remember when I was 
so burnt out at the hospital. Um, and I worked at children's hospitals for um, six years before I started my business. And I was just so done, so burnt out. It was like 11, 12 hour days, um, like not getting paid well, but just like just rotating client after client after client after client with no paperwork time. And it was just like the the machine, the cycle of like, this is what you do. And um, it was so exhausting. And I was just like, okay, I just want to get out. Like, I, how do I get out? How do I jump ship? <laughs> and being like desperate for something different. Um, and it took me, it was like, okay, form a plan. And like, you can't jump today <laughs> without a plan. And the universe totally had my back. And I was able to like put in my notice and um, give it, I actually gave them like three months notice. And then they, I went down to part-time and then started my business while doing part-time. And so it was like, I was very supported in that like creation, even though I just wanted to to jump ship and like stop doing that career altogether. And um, yeah, to kind of, I think there's a hybrid of like taking your time with yeah, that. That's and, I, and that's what I always talk about when I'm coaching clients on like starting or turning their side business or their side passion into like a full-time job. I mean, if you have the runway, if you have the, you know, ability to cut one thing off and just fully go into the other, I do think like that whole burning the boats thing can be good for you. Cause it's like push come to shove. You got to get shit done. Yeah. But I am a huge, you know, proponent for people being supported in their next step. And so that's why I still do hair one or two days a week, a, because I love it. And I want to stay connected to the industry, but B like, it's a, it's a huge, I've built such a it like plug and play, no thought to it anymore. That business is already like my trunk of the tree, like you said, mm-hmm. and I've just started sprouting all these other limbs out to see what feels good and what, what kind of, you know, is the next step for me. And so that's what you kind of, I think need to explore if, if you're starting to feel burnt out or overwhelmed, like you were at the hospital, because a lot of hairdressers actually feel like that too, mm-hmm. especially once COVID hit and we had to go home, people were like, Whoa. And that's when I got a huge influx of clients hiring me for business coaching, life coaching, and that kind of stuff. And it was really then that I was like, where is overwhelm coming from? And where is that feeling of burnt outness coming from? Mm. You know, cause I think those words get thrown around so much like, Oh, I'm just, I feel so overwhelmed or I feel so burnt out. And while like, I feel that day to day through things, I'm a mom of a 10 year old and there's like other schedules besides me. Yeah. But when we're in overwhelm, it's usually because we can't make a decision about what's the next thing to do. And it could be the smallest next step. Should I eat breakfast first or should I work out? Should I drop my son up? Like they can be so small, yeah. but that's why having like a calendar and a set of what I always talk about non-negotiables, which go around like my morning routine and like just all of that. When I start getting in my head like that, I'm like, <laughs> go back to what you know works, like slow down, take a breath, go do your workout, stop procrastinating and sweeping the kitchen and doing other things just <laughs> to not do the thing you're supposed to be doing. You know, one of my favorite things is I had a client say, I'm the best um, when I'm procrastinating doing something, I'm productive. Like I'll (laughs) the toilet, I'll do the laundry. I'm like the the most non-lazy procrastinator. Like shit will get done, but it's all shit that's irrelevant and it's not going to move the needle and what's really important in my life. Yeah, absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of actually want to ask you about your morning routine. I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. I, I think I want to talk a little bit more about this, like both kind of how, what advice you give to people in, in coaching and in not, you know, feeling that overwhelmed, but kind of like you just said of um, figuring out what your non-negotiables are. I love that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I want to ask about your morning routine in general. My journal's literally on the floor next to me. Like I, it goes everywhere with me, whether it's this one or I've ripped through one. And every day it's super simple for the longest time I had, it was, it was over here a second ago. No, things just get up and walk away. Um, <laughs> journaling was something I tried for years to do. And I just wasn't consistent enough at it to really have it be a payoff for me. Mm. And then I realized when I do do the journaling, it really helps me kind of empty out whatever's left over from the day before. What's mm-hmm. still kind of like lingering around And so once I looked at it that way versus like, I just have to write for every morning, like, what am I going to write? Journal prompts that come in like pre-made like journal books that have things to get your juices flowing. Like I would just open to that page. I would go in order. If it applied to me that morning, I would use it. If it didn't, I would just start to free write. Or sometimes I would just do a one sentence answer to whatever that journal prompt was and then write. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so for me, I would always start out with what was on my mind. What did I wake up thinking about? Right. Don't force anything. It's like meditation. Like I'm only going to think about this or I'm not going to think about that. It doesn't work that way. So for my, my morning routine is super simple. There's three things that I do when I get up one, I have no control over. I get up and go to the bathroom Two, I walk over to the coffee pot, turn it on. Yeah. My coffee pot is super annoying and makes these weird gurgling sounds, but it goes for about 20 minutes. It's I need, I probably need to replace it, but I know I have that window of time to come sit down in my little Zen room, light my candle and either meditate or dive. If I'm, if it's stuff's coming up, I'll just open the journal and start writing right away. So, you know, to me, that's a mini ritual, that process of waking up, that process of going to the bathroom, starting the coffee, lighting the candle, and then opening the journal. So those simple things are what I give people. Like if you don't have a morning routine, if you wake up and you are in overwhelm already, if you're already feeling stressed out, um, if you know, you have a crazy day, like even all of that could take five minutes. Mm-hmm. or you can make it take 50 minutes depending on what what your morning looks like or how early you woke up for me having that alone time in the morning um came from after I had my son because mm-hmm. that was the only time that I could get totally to myself where nobody was interrupting nobody was talking to me um so I started to set my alarm clock earlier and earlier and now it's really like around 4 35 and some days if I don't have to get up that early I'll change it but I like to give myself a full hour in the morning of just whatever I need yeah. So it includes all of that stuff, but the journaling comes in, in that practice of like, what am I grateful for? So a simple gratitude practice of like five to 10 things. Some days, if you're having a shitty week, it's going to be hard to pull and write a gratitude list, but that's when you really need to tap in. Like I was just talking about my podcast and hitting that 10,000 downloads. Like that is something to celebrate. I need to write that versus waking up thinking oh, I'm only at that gosh, mm-hmm. you know, and being frustrated. So that's your moment to like switch your thought because every morning we get a new chance and a choice to like choose how we're going to approach the day. Yeah. And our thoughts create our reality. Like that perspective is literally everything. Yes. And it's okay to be in a bad mood. That's the the part I never want to like shit on anybody's feelings because if something fucked up did happen, like feel them, be upset, take as much time as you need, but use your tools to process through. Um, I just came back from vacation. This is a, a perfect analogy. Like just came back from vacation. I don't want to start working again this week. <laughs> Yesterday was Monday. I normally love Mondays. I record podcasts. We just started our Behind the Beauty brand membership. Just launched yesterday. We had a first call. I was hyped to do it. Yeah. But like after the call, I was like in a funk, in a weird mood. And then I was like, I'm having a glass of wine. And I'm like, you said you weren't going to have any alcohol this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's one thing to have a glass of wine because you feel like it. You want to relax. It's another thing to use that as a crutch. Mm-hmm. So I recognized that and I was like, have a sparkling water, eat a cookie, bitch. Like you'll be fine. Like you don't (laughs) drink the alcohol. Don't do it. You're going to feel so much better tomorrow. And then I woke up kind of in that overwhelmed state again of having things to do and being back on a schedule. So I have little homeopathic, like feel better drops and like St. John's Mm -hmm. word. So I took my stuff, went for a walk. I talk a lot about clarity walks. So journaling mm-hmm. that time in the morning and then um, movement is my other thing. So if you can get up and journal and meditate mm-hmm. in whatever order feels good, if meditation is hard for you, I suggest that people do like a moving meditation. So like a like easy flow yoga with like putting headphones on and listening to somebody talk you through a 10 minute meditation. Mm-hmm. And they have so many great ones online. There's releasing, there's calling in things, there's you know, whatever emotion you're feeling, you can literally Google it and give yourself 10 to 15 minutes in the morning. If you just need to lay there and let somebody else guide you do that. But for me, I do clarity walks. So I do no headphones, no phone, no nothing. And it creates that space in my brain to just like let whatever come up and process through. And because I'm moving, I'm actively releasing that pent up energy. You know, most creators and most people that like conversation, which is a lot of people that listen to podcasts, we produce a lot of energy and that's what you're feeling. That's what you're feeling when you feel that stuck energy, when you feel the overwhelm, when you feel anxiety, it's just stuck energy that needs to be moved. So literally jumping up and down. That's why Tony Robbins does that change your state. Like all he's doing is shouting and pumping his arms. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not rocket science. You know, there's power moves you can do like your hands on your hips. For me, it's a brisk walk around the block and a lot of stuff can come up for me. Um, great ideas come up at that time. Like, you got to create the space though, for that stuff to happen. And so that's what my morning consists of. So therefore whatever happens for the rest of the day, I'm usually good. Yeah. And I was just, the thought that just came up was like, 
yeah, you can take 10 minutes and do that like brisk walk, or you could just get lost on Instagram for 10 minutes. Like (laughs) it's, it's the same amount of time, but like the effects are so dramatically different. So dramatically different. Like I'll catch myself if I get an alert on my phone, I was going to just send an email and then something comes up on Instagram and that 20 minutes later, I'm like, what the, what was I doing? (laughs) And, or like that creative bubble that I was just in is gone to write that great email. And, you know, one of my buddies told me a while ago, he's like, I turned off my notifications on my phone a long time ago. He's like, when I have time to veg out, it's either TV or Instagram. It's fine. I've given myself that window. He's like, but if you are working and you're trying to be creative or you're trying to do hair with your clients or you're, you're with your clients, like you don't want to be interrupted. You want to be able to be present and focused. And that is what I feel like has caused so much overwhelm and anxiety is we're so distracted. Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. so that's pretty much my morning routine. I created like some sort of a ritual out of it. A lot of people are not morning people. So I want to acknowledge that if you can just take five minutes to do one of those three things, whether it's to meditate journal or that movement, Mm -hmm. like carve it in as if it's an appointment that you would get in trouble for forgetting to, to be at. Yeah. You know, you just have to be so committed to one of those three things if you don't have any morning practice, but some people prefer like an evening ritual and a girlfriend of mine, we're both morning people. We discovered like we had a hard time shutting down at the end of the day. It was because we didn't have an evening ritual, so much energy. Right. And then we would just crash. But she was like, once we started doing an evening ritual, which can consist of, again, just lighting the candle, maybe making some tea, taking time to just sit and relax and reflect. There's tons of journals that like have morning and evening things that you can do. Maybe you like to journal in the evening better. So find what works for you. There's no wrong way to do any of it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I even like put little, so I, I like having a morning and evening ritual, but I will put it in my phone. Cause I mean, I'm like religious at my phone with my phone schedule. <laughs> and so I will even just like put it in my phone and put like the evening in my phone too. So it is like an appointment because I know I'm like, okay, it's, I can check it off. I can get it done. And I realized when I started doing that, I actually stuck to it mm-hmm. and it has helped me have just a better day. And it has helped me with better sleep too. When I'm just like, okay, no technology for the next hour before going to bed. And it like, yeah, they've been very, mm-hmm. I love having a morning and evening ritual. Mm-hmm. Highly yes. suggest it. <laughs> So good. It sounds so simple. And, and just like most everything in business and in life, like when we simplify things, it gets so much easier to just a do, and then B your life can be simplified. Like it doesn't mean your life can't be exciting. If it's simple, it can still be exciting, but like, yeah, you can sleep better if you just do one or two things like that to shift that mm-hmm. just like you can start your morning better or your day better. If you commit to this little bit of, you know, morning routine. I think starting small is key too. Like I remember um, my mom, she would always say what you do with a little, you do with a lot. So Mm. sometimes I feel like for people that like those routines seem like kind of daunting to take on, but just starting with like waking up 10 minutes earlier, waking up 20 minutes, like just day by day, increasing it a little bit instead of being like, okay, I'm going to go fully like alcohol free for the next year, but just being like, okay, I'm just going to give it up for two days and then kind of increase that. Like, and I realized starting small has really helped me because I think that when we set ourselves up for something big, big, and it's kind of, we just don't follow through with it. Then we just get in the cycle of being like, oh, why would I do that? I don't follow through with anything. Or we just get this like energy of just not following through, which is like such, such toxic energy that instead of just starting small and being like, yay, high five, I did something very small. It helps move into this bigger space. Yeah. of Yeah. It's like chunking a big goal yeah. into smaller goals. Absolutely. And being forgiving of yourself. I always mm-hmm. compare things to fitness and nutrition because that was like my, I my love that. <laughs> yeah. so like if you were on a meal plan, like 75 hard, I have an issue with I don't know if you guys ever heard of 75 hard. Yes. No. I, I, it's funny. Yesterday I was just thinking about it and I, I was, I have some some issue things with it too that's just really what, funny what is it I don't know what it is so it's it, 75 days of this like really strict challenge so you work out twice a day you drink a certain amount of water you don't eat xyz like it's by the book no alcohol if by like day 26 you mess up you have to start all over again what wow oh, it's been, I I thought it was always by like one day you mess up you have to start it all over again I think yeah. that's what you're saying oh, right. I, oh I thought you said tw- by tw- day no 20. like if you get all the way oh, to day 26 got it, <laughs> got it. okay 
you mess up, you got to start all over. Yeah, wow. it's very like, intense. When I did bodybuilding, we would do these like 14 week preps. We would do 16 week preps. If I was to mess up one time and then say to myself, well, I'm not going to do it now. Like I would have never stepped on stage. I would have never had the opportunity to do that. You know, you have to meet yourself where like, that's why there's no one size. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like you said, you weren't gonna have any alcohol and you ended up, you normally have three glasses of wine a night and you only had one. That's a win. Yeah. So it's like, those are the things just going back to my podcast again. Right. Like <laughs> give yourself yeah. credit for what you are doing because every day, even if you're just 1% better, like it's still better. And if you mess up, guess what? You're going to wake up tomorrow and you get to start over. Well, I think, yeah, all of it's like a learning experience. You know, I think life we're here to learn and I think mm-hmm. our soul's here to learn and grow and evolve. Like yesterday I wasn't able to do my morning routine, got back from vacation super late the night before and just had to jump into the day and, you know, was just trying to like maximize sleep. And I felt obviously, you know, coming off vacation, like still felt a little funky anyway, but you know, being able to do my morning routine today, like I just felt such a shift in my energy. Um, and it just, it like makes such a freaking difference in the day, but it's just that having that like side-by-side comparison of like a day with no morning routine and a day with like, you just, yeah. it shifts everything for me. And I don't think we pay enough attention to our regular schedule and what needs to be like, what support do you need that day? And then also like our female cycle, like if you don't pay attention to where you're at in your cycle and you're trying to push on days, you're supposed to rest. Mm-hmm. Like I have a couple clients who they've created whole programs out of working in sync with your, with your flow, because wow. you're trying to do a heavy ass lifting workout on that day. And that's your day where you should be maybe doing your clarity walk on the beach, but mm-hmm. like switch your schedule up. You can still get that heavy workout in, but like do it on the days that's appropriate. Also mm-hmm. eating for whatever your day is set up for. If you're not eating right for what your day, if you have a day full of podcasts and you didn't start off with your journaling and your meditation and your movement, like your brain's going to be all over the place. You didn't eat a good breakfast. You're not going to be able to like be in flow. Like it's setting yourself up to win on the days that you need the most support. So when we pay attention to like what our bodies actually are saying to us, that's when you're not going to feel anxiety as much. Mm-hmm. You're not going to feel the overwhelm. You're not going to feel the stress. And so whenever I start to feel like on edge, I'm like, Oh, what day is it? My, oh, okay. I'm PMS and I'm doing air quotes. Like, cool. That's fine. I should be kind of feeling like this. What does my body need? Does it need extra calcium, extra water? Like, should I cut out the sugar today? Cause I know it's going to make me have cramps next week or like paying attention to those things in your body. First and foremost, like I, I talk business and marketing strategies with hairdressers all the time, but I'm like, if you don't get that other shit right and locked in, mm-hmm. like I'll give you all the strategy. You're a going to be miserable doing it and B like whatever you're doing is probably not going to be sustainable and you're still going to feel like shit. So like success is only like worth it if you are feeling it inside versus just what's on the outside. Yeah, yeah. totally. Absolutely. That's been a tough lesson for me to learn personally. That's why that one gets all a little in the field. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I love I, it. I appreciate that so much. Um, yeah. What else would you want to say on that? And like, in terms of what you coach people on in terms of like scheduling your week or, um, and, and navigating that overwhelm or trying to avoid overwhelm, I should say. Yeah. So yeah. like we started out earlier, if it's not on the schedule, it's probably not going to get done. So just like you book clients in the salon, you're on a schedule, you book every hour, every two hours, however that looks like, if you don't book the other stuff in, it's, it's not going to get done either. It's just not, you're going to talk yourself out of it. You're going to miss out on the time. You're going to be late. So you're not going to do it. So for me, for the, the way the weeks work, I always like check in on Saturday or Sunday. What does the whole week look like? Who do I need to touch base with? What extra emails do I need to send? What client connections do I need to make? Like, what do I need to set myself up for? So that when it's Monday or whatever day starts your week you are prepared and excited versus overwhelmed and like scared. Mm-hmm. You will make choices that don't support where you want to go. If you're constantly kind of not in the moment, right. We've got to make choices for our future self. Like, where do you want to be, you know, investments in coaching with where do you want your business to be going? Not where you are at or even where you were, because right. I think a lot of times people get stuck in like, you know, well, this happened last time I did this. So I'm scared to do it you know, and I always talk about fear being like something you want to lean into because if you have fear around something, it just means that you care about it. Yeah. Yeah. Fear, you shouldn't fear fear. Fear is just a feeling 
that it's like, I always switch it for like, okay, I'm really excited. Cause I'm like nervous right now. I have the butterflies or whatever the case might be. Like every time I used to get on a podcast, whether I was leading it or being on one, I would feel sick to my stomach. I would get really hot. I would start sweating. Now it was just a few months ago. I realized I sat down to do one and I'm like, I don't feel that anymore. Mm. But that came from a, a year and a half of practice. Right. So I think that's what we don't give ourselves permission to look at people's like day one. We're always comparing to whatever their day, you know, 5,000 was. And so to get myself through the week, I always try to peel back. Okay. List out everything that needs to get done. If it's 10 things, 20 things, fine, make the list Mm -hmm. and then pick the top three things that are the most important and start with the first one and move to the second one until you get that first one done. And so if only out of those 10 things, you only got those three things done all week, like that's still more than you probably would have gotten done if you did 10% of each one. Right. So for me, having that shiny object syndrome, being a little bit of undiagnosed ADD, like I will start eight different things at once and wonder why I never saw the first five all the way through, mm-hmm. you know, and things can't help you in your business or your life if you're not consistent with them. So figuring out what's most important and checking those things off first, again, super simple, but it's really like a game changer. Yeah. I love that. And I'm going to need that this week. <laughs> I'm going to implement that very today. <laughs> yeah. The top three things that need to list everything and keep mm-hmm. it. That's why people, you know, the really organized girls like have the Trello boards and all the tasks and the this and that, and like mm-hmm. dates it needs to get done by. I don't work that way. I have random notes everywhere. Yeah, I love Trello. Just, if I got to remake the, I do it in my notes on my phone so that I can check them off. And I even put the little check next to it and move the mm-hmm. thing around so I know what's getting done. But um, do you use the notes app for that? Yep. Super simple. I'm like, Oh, look at all these things I got done. Nice. Okay. Yes. Perfect. I all like of the little wins of, of staying someone organized. And you know, if you need help, if you're, if you're in a place in your business where you can hire like a virtual assistant or in-person real assistant, I highly recommend that because it's so nice to be able to just send somebody a text and like something get done on the back end. Yeah. What, what did you use? Um, when you were looking for a virtual assistant, like how did you find yours? So I have been in several networking groups and and the mastermind that I was in a few years ago and stayed connected through coaching for them over the last almost two years. So through that, a lot of people come through that are also in the program. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of got to vet different people. Like, who are you using? I see, I see you producing all this great stuff. I know you're, I know you're not a visual, like uh, the visionary and the integrator who's helping you integrate all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so if I saw people's work that I liked, if I liked the graphics on their page, if I liked how their podcasts were looking on online, I'd reach out who who's doing this for you. Mm-hmm. Someone would say me, someone would say, Oh, I have a Ninja uh, virtual assistant. I said, let me get her number. Yeah. So that's how I've gotten, uh, that's why I've hired everyone I've had on my team over the last two and a half years. That's awesome. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Find people doing what you want to be doing in the way you want to be doing it. And well, because we only have a certain amount of like, we like to call zone of geniuses. Right. And that's where you should focus most of your time. If your zone of genius or your love isn't creating graphics on Canva for your Instagram content, don't do that. You can pay somebody, you know, uh, you know, a VA in the Philippines to do it for you, or you can find someone here, or you can find somebody else that likes to do that stuff and you can pay them. Right. Right? So I always go through, you know, what is my hourly time worth? Mm -hmm. Would it cost me less to hire someone else to do it so that I could be doing the things that are more income producing for me, bring me more joy and don't stress me out. Because Mm -hmm. if we, if you think you can do it all, fuck, you can, you're going to be, you're going to be overwhelmed. You're not going to have time for your family. If you have kids, it's just a balance of how do you want to live your life? Some people are control freaks and want to do everything themselves. Like kudos to you. I am not that person. Yeah. I really like that. The, um, what is my time worth per mm. hour? And then, yeah. Like if you would spend an hour making that Canva post <laughs> versus <laughs> yeah. Income generate. That's brilliant. I love that. I mean, and that's I, what you're, it's, it's really simple. And I always was one of the, I'm a creative. I don't know. I don't do that. Money's whatever. Like, I don't want to be rich. I just want to have enough. Mm-hmm. And I had one coach be like, okay, what do you want to have enough for? Mm-hmm. I want to have enough for a nice car. I want to be able to go on vacations. I only want to work X amount of weeks a year. I want, I want, I want. And they were like, bitch, you want to be rich then? You better fucking pay <laughs> I was like, hmm, yeah, we live in San Diego. You know, making just barely six figures isn't going to cut it. Mm-hmm. What is my hourly value worth? 
And then I knocked it down in the salon, like, okay, if I make this much an hour, if I hire an assistant in the salon for 20 bucks an hour, that's really good pay for an assistant. But how could I, you know, scale my business by having her here? What other things could she be helping me with? And that really took off. Bless you. And that's when I started to really enjoy doing hair again, because not only did I get to then give someone else a career and train and teach them, I, I also got in my zone of genius and realized my value. And by bringing someone else into your business, like having a team really sets you apart. Look who wants to chat with us. Hi, Roxy. Oh, Roxy. It's okay. No protect your girl. <laughs> hey. So if you, if you guys don't know what your hourly, um, you know, rate is, I, I challenge you to look at your numbers, whatever business that you're in. If you work an hourly job, you know exactly how much you make. If you're on salary, figure out how many hours you're putting in. Look at that number. If it's 60 bucks an hour and you can hire someone to do something for you for 10 or $15 an hour, that's when I say go for it. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, it's going to free up more time for you to do the things that you love. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. Outsourcing and yep. yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it can be scary to ask for help. And there's times where I'm like, fuck it, she didn't do it right. Or this isn't how I wanted it. Or, you know, it's like stepping into entrepreneurship. That's the part for me that's challenging. Like I like being my own boss. I don't like telling other people I don't like what they're doing for me. And so that's where I have to take responsibility of like, how am I not communicating right in order to get what I need? And so you know, sometimes that can be a little bit like self-reflective where you're like, how do I be a better leader? And so every, every chance I get, it's an opportunity to learn how to communicate better. Yeah. Love that. Mm-hmm. Communication is key. Mm-hmm. Okay. Miss Jessica, I have so many questions for you still, but I want to be respectful of your time. When do you need to get We're off? Good. Do you yeah, like good. 10, yeah. 15 more? Okay. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Um, so yeah, there's a couple things I want to ask you about. First off, um, you know, you mentioned meditation, obviously, what was that like early kind of experience for you? Like realizing when you started to meditate and, um, yeah, how did you get into that? And what, what did that look like for you? So, um, I, I quickly realized like I have the brain of a squirrel. Like I can think 5 million thoughts. Like a lot of people can, it's very hard for me to like shut down. And so that's when I knew I had to figure out how to bring meditation into my morning ritual or my practice, or be able to have something that could help me tap into that. And I tried and I tried and I tried. And the only way that I could, what you call regular meditate is through a guided meditation Mm. where someone's leading you through visualization. Cause I'm very visual, which a lot of creative hairdressers, a lot of people in the creative industry are visual. We have to see it. If I can see it, then I can believe it or I can feel it. to, to talk to myself like that, that's really hard for me. So that's how I started with meditation was doing guided meditations. And then I feel like a lot of times through yoga or that kind of stuff, they were also guiding you through a movie meditation, right? You're not talking, you can't, you're not conversating with anybody around you. You're in your thoughts and they're guiding and leading you to where they want you to be focused on. Um, and then I discovered breath work. Mm. Um, (laughs) breath work for me is basically also another form of movie meditation um it's meditation through the breath so for people who have a hard time shutting things off and just sitting there with "Mm, little rocks in their hand I try it every morning I really do and I for me it's it's the breathing so there's many many different modalities in breath Um, there's so many different breath patterns there's different things that breath work is kind of meant for Again, it's like meditation. You cannot do it wrong. That's why smoking a cigarette used to feel so good, right? Because you take a big, deep inhale and then another exhale and you had that whole cigarette, right? That was your five to 10 minute meditation. That's what I did for 15 years when I was started off doing hairdressing. You'd go outside, take your break, smoke a cigarette. And when I discovered breath work, I was like, it gives you that same kind of head change like a smoking a cigarette does. And you can control the pattern of your breathing. And so it opens up space in your brain and in your body to release and then also to bring in. So the way that simple breath work works is you either want to start with something you want to release or something you want to bring to like an intention. So getting really clear about what that is before you start the breath work doesn't mean a bunch of other shit won't pop up or come in, but it's a good, you need to focus on something. It's like when you pull a card through a deck, you don't want to just pull a card. You want to have an intention behind your question. Just like you wouldn't go to a therapist and be like, I don't know, help me. (laughs) You want to have some sort of intention of what you need. Um, But I will honor, like a lot of times we don't know what we need. So if your intention is just, I want to feel peace. I want to feel calm. If I want to feel stillness, like that's something you can focus on in your breath. 
bringing peace and calmness and stillness. And through that breath pattern, things will come in that you had no idea could even come into your life. Mm -hmm. And so really I took my breath work certification training just to learn about the science around the breath and then also to be able to properly do it for myself. Um, and I feel like if, if traditional meditation has been a struggle for you guys, lean into breath work, find a breath work facilitator. There's people that can do it virtually. If you don't want to go into a studio and you want to not even maybe have them see you there's guided breath work uh, memberships i have two girlfriends that have those online i could always give you the links for those um or i also do private sessions with my coaching clients too if if it's needed right like if there's something going on and i'm like okay we got to breathe through this because you can't you know get your shit together so it's such a great tool to have um yeah so for me like someone who needs to like feel in my body breath work was a game changer mm -hmm. And even I'll just say also adding to that list uh, for free to Wim Hof um, on YouTube. I love Wim Hof's method and he has a free app as well that guides you through it that I find really helpful. And I'll put that on for like 10 minutes before I meditate and just, yeah, always. Yeah. And even if you just do it for, you know, try it for three minutes, set your timer for three minutes, write down one sentence. I want to feel calm and at peace. I want to let go of fear or whatever it is. And yeah. just chant that, like say that sentence in your brain the whole time you're doing the breath pattern. Mm -hmm. And like when the timer goes off, if you like, sometimes I'll hit go again and I'll go another three minutes. And the next thing you know, I've just done it for 20 minutes. So like you were saying earlier, start small and then work your way up. I love that. Yes. So good. So good. Okay. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to ask you is kind of about like manifestation. I just see you as a woman who's like, owned herself and owned her dreams and is just like shining and, and living all of those things. But I know that that has come from a lot, a lot of time, a lot of hard work, a lot of dreaming, a lot of um, self-care work, self-love, self-acceptance. And um, yeah, I want to hear a little bit more about that journey for you. And, and, you know, I, I love that you talk about this on your podcast a lot of like, yes, we, we see the person at the mountaintop, you know, who has accomplished all their dreams and is, is, you know, at this amazing place. But I want to hear, yeah, a little bit more about like the earlier, um, work through self-love, self-acceptance and, and realizing your dreams. I think the word manifestation, I love that you're asking me this because I feel like I'm not going to give the like sugar-coated answer of manifestation. And I have an issue with how a lot of manifestation coaches present the work because it looks like you can just think, oh, I want to make a million dollars. And like somehow like you make one viral video and everybody pays you money. Like that's not <laughs> how manifestation works. Yeah. Hey, maybe it is for some people. I'm never going to knock it. But for me, my mom introduced me to the secret a long time ago. So if you're not familiar with the secret, look it up. This is a beautiful woman who you can listen to it um, on audio and her voice is just like, it's literally a meditation listening to the, to the book. But it was the first time that someone was like, you can control your thoughts. So manifestation is basically just for me, visualization of what it is you want to bring into your life, yeah. right? So what, what is it that you want to call in? Again, if you don't have intention around where you're going, if you don't have focus, you won't know, you won't know what to focus on. So manifestation is the practice of being so clear about what it is you want your life to look like or what you want to have in your life, what you want to call into your life, partner, um, a career, anything. It could be literally anything. That's why manifestation is so broad and it's so powerful. But, you know, if you, like you buy the white car, right? You buy the white Toyota. All of a sudden you see the white Toyota everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like, did you just manifest those cars to show up everywhere? Or like you were so focused on getting the car you know, now you see it everywhere. So it's, it's like that with, for me, manifestation. If I, if I have an intention around something, opening the salon or creating this new creative space that I'm putting together, if I, if I get so clear about what it is, oh, wow. All of a sudden there's the opportunity mm -hmm. to me. That's ends up how manifestation kind of works in my life. Yeah. Um, and then being able to, to be really reflective of the thoughts that I'm thinking, because if you're thinking the negative thoughts, negative things are going to start to appear and happen in your life. But guess what? They were already always there. You just somehow weren't focused on them. And that's why going back to the morning rituals and the routines to set yourself up in the morning to really be clear and focused on what you want to accomplish throughout the day. You might still get in a car accident. You still might get a ticket for parking, but it's going to be like whatever, because you're so focused on the other stuff. This is just like a whatever to you. Mm -hmm. And it's in the power of that, that you can have ease and flow and peace in your day. 
And there was a time where I sought out breath work after a relationship ended. My son's dad and I split up and all I kept feeling was like, I want peace in my life. I just want to feel at peace, but really I wanted to feel at peace with my decisions. I wanted to feel at peace with where I was going. I wanted to feel at peace with specific things, not just, I wanted to feel at peace, but with every intention of the breath work, I would go in with that. I just want to feel at peace. And so that's where the power of a great, um, you know, breathwork instructor can help pull that out of you because they chant the mantras with you. You are reinforcing the positive stuff into your, into your body. Um, and, and that for me manifests itself in ways that you're going to create that opportunity for yourself. You know, um, my human design, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a projector. I always thought, oh, I'm a manifesting generator. I must be, I'm such a like tough girl. And I'm always like, you know, so bossy, but no, I'm a projector and I'm meant to be a guide. But when she was reading my chart, it was so clear. She's like, you can't just sit back and be the guide. You can't just be like, they'll come to me. <laughs> you still have to create yeah. a website for them to find you. You still have to create the coaching program for them to go through. She's like, but the forcefulness doesn't need to be there. And that was such an eye-opening thing for me to learn about myself. And so that's why, you know, we could talk about all the woo shit for days, but yeah, you know, being someone who was more in their masculine for the first half of my life, now tapping into the feminine side of receiving that's been a game changer for me. Now, if you're listening, I'm 41 years old. I'm a mom of a 10 year old. That didn't happen overnight. That took many, many years, like you said, um, to get to this place. And I feel like when an opportunity doesn't work out, we get so frustrated and hard on ourselves or, Oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. And, you know, but it's always leading to you to the next thing. And so through manifestation, if you're still clear, like the, the path can change, but like the goal is still the same. Yeah. And so that's given me a lot of ease and, and flow in like how I show up. Um, and I think that's why people see like, oh, wow, you know, like I get my, oh, you're killing it. You're doing this. And I'm like, I'm doing so much less than I've ever done before, which that's why I'm cleaning the kitchen. And I'm like, ah, but I'm just like, do, you don't always have to overdo it. And so, you know, manifest, manifestation is the same way. Um, we actually have a guest speaker coming on on Monday. That's how we're starting the the calls off on for the membership is with a manifestation coach mm. just talking about bringing into that intention into your life and and how that how that looks oh that's amazing yeah awesome yeah and I love everything that you said there and I I so appreciate that and it was I love the way that you speak and it's just everything <laughs> is from personal experience yeah. but also in such a like advice package it's so beautiful it's so beautiful yeah. Thank you. Um, things like a lot of the stuff that comes out of my mouth sometimes is, is stuff that someone else told me, right? Like mm -hmm. I don't ever claim that's where I got really stuck. So if anybody's listening to this podcast and you want to become an educator or you want to be a coach or you want to create a course or a program, or you want to start a podcast or whatever it is, you know, we get our ego will just stomp out all of our dreams if we let it. Mm -hmm. And I came from such a place of an ego. I didn't even know it. I was like, well, I have to be really good at something or I can't do it. I'm like, mm -hmm. I've been so good at being a hairdresser for 20 years that to start over, I'm like, oh, is this what a midlife crisis feels like? I was like, fuck way to be like cliche, Jessica. <laughs> at the end of the day, I was like, maybe you can be like, not so good at something and start anyways. Like mm -hmm. you know, that's where, when I started, when I dove into that mastermind, it was an early stage, like business entrepreneurship mastermind. And my favorite thing that pulled me into that was he called, he's like, this is for all accidental entrepreneurs. Yeah. And I'm like, so many of us, like you peeling off from your job and starting your own thing. Like you didn't all of a sudden go to entrepreneurship school. That was like, this is how you do it. Here's the playbook. Mm -mm. You have to figure it out as you go. Yes, and did. so, you know, being able to coach over almost a hundred people over the last 200 years who are all at different stages in their brand new businesses. Like I had so much insight as to, we're all really the same. Mm -hmm. We're just at different phases of our business and our life. But at the end of the day, we are the ones who get in our own way. Yeah. It is generally nobody else's fucking fault. It's ours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so that's why these routines and these rituals and having a mentor or a coach will push you through to the next, or even an accountability partner, right? Like you guys have each other. You can't let each other down. You committed to something and it's like, girl, <laughs> show up. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I love the full circle of that. How it, it clearly it it hundred percent all interplays of um, getting out of your own way, you know, and and recognizing your ego and mm -hmm. and understanding that you have the power to 
you know, be the parent, be your higher self, whatever you want to call it, like reparent yourself and like create some focus and discipline and like, no, this is, these are the things that I have to do in order to, you know, have my mind be focused and, and prioritize the things that are going to make my dreams a reality. And I like that practicalness of manifestation that you said of like, yes, we can like hope and wish and visualize, but also we need to like look for the opportunities and take the action steps and, and ground it into reality and, um, you know, little by little and be persistent with it. Um, I appreciate that so much. I think also, um, changing the way of thinking of from being like, oh, if I'm not good at this, like I'm not going to try, but just changing the way of thinking of having fun with not being good at something. And I think for me, um, I mean, I even have it tattooed on me. It's Wabi Sabi. It's like realizing that like being so imperfect that it's perfect and realizing how that is part of life and the beauty of that. And I think from learning that and just having fun and airs of I've made and in realizing that like it's gonna really make my life very small if I'm only doing things I'm good at and to really fall into that is has been such a game changer in like making my life just full of opportunities and different things so I think Mm -hmm. also learning to kind of change the way of thinking into okay let's have fun and messing up I mean yeah do your best but like if you mess up you mess up yeah. When I got into DJing, um, now a couple of years ago, I saw a quote that was be brave enough to suck at something new, <laughs> be brave oh. enough to suck at something new. And that really stuck with me because it was like, it's okay. Like it's okay <laughs> to, to suck at this right now. I'm literally brand new and I'm just starting out and, um, you know, doing it for fun and seeing where it goes. And I think that's, um, I have, I relate to you so much and everything that you said, like the self-diagnosed ADD to the brain of a squirrel, like all of that, a hundred percent. Like if you can recognize those things and be like, okay, how can I use that as my superpower and being so hard on myself that I can't work a nine to five job somewhere. Right. Like what can you do with that energy? Like, what would you be good at? What would you have fun doing? And like, if only you graduated high school and they were like, what do you think you'd have the most fun doing for the rest of your life? My gosh. Like that. And that's why when I decided to go to beauty school, I think I kind of thought like, thought that way, but it was, my mom's like, I'm not paying for that school. I'm like, but you'll pay for me to be a doctor for six, seven years. I'm like, it was just so bizarre because it wasn't even a conversation. Mm -hmm. 20 plus years later she's super proud of my career but I just want to read you guys so one of my mentors I'm on her text list and she sent this just yesterday and it's just exactly what you were just talking about and she says what if the thing that you think makes you inadequate is actually your catalyst for greater impact Mm -hmm. what if your shortcomings your fears your trauma and your failures aren't actually proof that you can't make an impact but what if they're part of your story for a purpose to show others that if you can do it they can do it too Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> around people who keep it real. So Angie Lee is one of my favorite people that I follow. And Angie Lee, her favorite quote is like, you know, be okay sucking at something. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's super fun. She was she's super fun. She's like got so much energy and like she's made a shit ton of money. Now she does whatever she wants, you know, but she still, she still shows up super raw and real and vulnerable. And she's always still posting like on my first Zoom call meeting, I had one person show up on my second in-person event. I had three people show up like, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, don't be so hard on yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That completely yeah. circles back to what we were talking mm-hmm. about in the beginning, the comparison game. It's just so easy to fall into that trap. Um, you know, our egos love it. <laughs> egos love it. And I'll tell you this, like, this is a little side, I don't know what you want to call it, but in, in my industry, in the beauty industry, in the coaching industry, like you'll get one or two energies that come through someone who's like, I hate when people do that. And I don't like it. And I always have issues with her and then, or you get people who are like me. And I'm like, well, I've never dealt with any of that. Like, I don't even see it. Like people don't, maybe you're talking shit behind my back, but they're not saying it to my face. And that's all I care about. Yeah. You know, like there are people who find conflict everywhere they go with the situation, with another person, like, and that all comes from like unhealed shit, right. That you didn't yes. deal with yeah. back in the day, whatever it might be. But we, every morning have an opportunity. Are you going to focus on that? Are you going to create content and post yeah. about that? you want to be known for having that be part of your life? Is that part of your story that you want to tell? Or do you want to tell a different story? Yeah. And for me, manifestation is that I want to manifest what my future self is doing. So I love to future cast in my journal sometimes too. 
So I'll write a full page of what my life looks like a year from now. So when I started this membership with this partner who I wasn't very close with, I barely knew her. I had to write myself a letter of what already was going to happen over the next year. Otherwise my fear would have just gotten away. My, Ooh, I don't know. I didn't like how she did that. Like finding all these things that were going to talk me out of doing it. Mm-hmm. And so when I wrote myself that letter and that note in my journal, I was like, wow, your life is fucking awesome. I can't. <laughs> now. So like, if you need to future cast a week from today, if you mm-hmm. need to future cast an event that's going to happen soon. Like right as if it's already happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you going to celebrate next week with yourself or with somebody else? What are you going to celebrate in six months, in a year? Yeah. And that to me is manifestation. That is truly putting out into the universe what you want and being able to open and receiving to call that in. Yeah. We both yeah. use scripting and find it yeah. extremely powerful. We, we call it scripting. Okay. Um, I wrote down to ask you one of the, my things like backtracking from the future is kind of what you alluded to earlier. It's like, okay, when um, your mentor was like, well, bitch, you want to be rich. <laughs> If you want these X, Y, Z, like, and then backtracking, okay, then what do, what do I need my income to be? Um, but like, you know, backtracking from your future that you're visualizing and whether that be your future of like this today, if you have to script from what was the end of today, what does that feel like? What does tomorrow feel like? Or a week, like you said, or a year from now, um, and then backtracking from there. I always call them like I have a little list too so I script but then I also have a little list and I call them my praises before my breakthrough Mm. and I've realized that every year that I've done that everything has come to fruition and I like didn't realize how powerful it actually was but I like will look at the list and be like oh my gosh that's checked off that's checked off that's checked off so is it like scripting what's what do you so like scripting I would for me scripting looks like writing like a paragraph or a couple pages of what's what I would like something to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, a praise before my breakthrough is just little bullet points of just like moving back to San Diego, uh, doing this, doing like okay. just and just yes. very very brief. I mean, it that's what it means for me. I'm a lister too. I love that. I'm gonna <laughs> adopt that. <laughs> like a mini goals list, right? Like yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I love that too because and I and write it on a piece of paper and put it somewhere. Even hide it from yourself yeah. if you need to. Because I literally moved back in November and I found mine from like, it must've been early 2019. Cause I opened my salon October of 2019. And that was one of the things was like, find your perfect space and open your salon. And then it was like, start a podcast. And then it was like the three other things. And I was like, I looked at the, I was like, oh my fucking God, I did all of these things. Yes. Wasn't I thought it was going to be, but like all of them were done. And I'm like, time to make a new list. Yeah. You know, that, that truly like whatever you want to call it scripting like your little what did you call them I call them praise before my breakthrough I love that so I was like I'm thankful that I am in San Diego and at the time I was living in Newport and really wanting to move back to San Diego and then I was like I'm thankful that I have this and that like and then I looked at it um when I was cleaning out like reorganizing my room And I was like, oh my goodness, I could check off all these things. And it's actually helped me become more detailed because I believe spirit creator God gives you whatever you ask for, as long as it does not harm anyone else. And as long as it brings good. And so I was like, wow, okay, I need to get more detailed. Like what I asked for a new car and I got a new car, but it wasn't, I was like, well, now I can ask for exactly what kind of new car I want. (laughs) And so it's like, just, it's realizing and helping me be more powerful and stepping into my power and being more detailed. So then when I, it helps me like doing those bullet points, then when I script, I'm, I've been super detailed now. Mm -hmm. So I think this, the last couple of months, this 2022 has really shown me that I've been, I feel like before I knew what manifestation was, I've been manifesting my whole life, but it's really shown me this year that this year is a year to concentrate on being detailed. Yes. Oh my God. So funny story about exactly what you just said. So I write stuff down. Yes. But I also my moving meditation, right? So I, when I lived at the beach, I would walk on the bay and at the end of my walk is about a mile and a half. I would turn around and walk the other way. So the last, like probably half a mile, I turn my music off because there was like a section where you wouldn't really run into anybody. And I literally put my hands, open hands, and I would just walk and I would say, I'm ready for him to show up. I'm ready for my person. Where is he? Like, bring him to me. And I just kept calling in the person, calling in the person. And I'm shitty you not. January, first weekend of January, I went to Arizona to see my girlfriends and I met him. And 
we've still been together. It's been over a year. And I joke all, it's such a fucked up joke. I'm like, <laughs> I thought it was going to come in, but it was because I was so not focused on my type, what they look like, what any of that was going to be everything of like who he is, what he stands for, how he shows up, how he supports me, like what we talk about from like the things we like, like it is, could not be more spot on. Like, are we still real people and like bicker and do dumb shit? Sure. But not like any other relationship I've ever had. Yeah. And I think, it, and I, and I joke, I'm like, I was so fucking clear about what I wanted. And I was like, I am ready. I'm ready right now. Like tomorrow, show him, show him up tomorrow. And, and there he was. And I was it's just, it's just so crazy. So that, if that doesn't tell you the power of it, but again, I was 40 years old. So, you know, when you, when you have time frames on things, I think sometimes that's when we get frustrated and we give up on those certain things. So stick with what you want, but be okay with the path of how you're going to get there. Yeah. I had to, I had to be with somebody else. I'd have a baby with somebody else. I had to get married before that to somebody else I cheated on. Like yeah, I had to go through some shit to get to where I'm at now. So when you see me smiling in Cabo with my handsome little silver Fox, like <laughs> There was some fucking backstory to that shit yes. and a lot of inner work that I had to work on in order to accept somebody like that into my life. Right. Mm. And that's like with business, you call in like this amazing clientele, you're booked, you're busy. And then you're like, not fulfilled and happy. Like, what is it that's missing? Right. Like, so getting really clear on, I want my business to feel like this. I want to have these kind of clients in my life. I want the energy exchange money value to be like this. I am open to receiving it like this. Like when you are clear and focused on exactly how and what you want, you can expand and change it. It doesn't have to be like you write it down. It's never can change. It's not the Bible. You can change it. Interpret how you want as you go, but like stay in that focus path, like you were saying, and like really get clear about I want to move to San Diego within the next three months or, you know, and I want a place near the water. I want a white car. I want, you know, whatever it is that you want, that's truly going back to the manifestation and really deep intention. Yes. And I think with also, it's so important when you were saying all the relationships that, you know, led you to you smiling and, but I think it's so important to also, um, like zone in on you never gave up you like you uh realizing that like there you might not get what you want right away but just having the intention of never giving up and keep going back to what you want and keep going back to what you were manifesting is so powerful because you will get it somewhere down the line you will and it it, it will only happen when you are a aware and b take ownership yeah. Ownership of how you're showing up and, and the awareness around what it is that got you into those situations you were in before. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if you don't recognize and become aware of them, you will continue to repeat the same patterns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they just keep calling in the same type of partners and wondering why they're like, Oh, I, you give me so much hope with your relationship. And I'm like, I got really fucking clear on what I wanted. And then also when I'm in it some days, the way that I behave or the, sometimes the triggers that I I'm like, he did nothing wrong. Why are you feeling like that? So it's like, even in a business relationship, why am I letting that person bother me? Why is that client bothering me? And taking ownership of that and then, and recognizing how am I showing up? Okay. I still have some work to do. It's not his work. Don't shit on him right now. He didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So like going back to my breath work, going back to my journaling, going back to what it is that supports me so that I could show up as the best version of myself in that relationship. Yeah. Consciously responding and owning it rather than reacting like as default, like, no, I'm going to shift this pattern. I'm going to realize what it, why this is showing up in the way that I need to look at it and heal it so that I don't keep perpetuating this cycle. It's just emotional intelligence. And I think there's so many great therapists out there and so many great people who have put like big words and names on things. And it's just being aware, like Brene Brown always talks about the awareness and like Deepak, they're always like, what is the seat of awareness? That's where everything has to start. I'm aware that I'm not, I'm in overwhelm right now. I'm, I'm aware that like my thoughts are driving me nuts right now. And what can I do to support that and move through it and like bring, bring in that feeling that I'm seeking right now? Yes. Because everything's just a matter of like feelings, feelings and emotions cause us to do all the good and all of the crazy things. Yeah. So when you can just pause and just be like, hmm, what do I need to do in this moment right now to like make things good? Because your feelings aren't always like feelings are not the reality. Mm-hmm. And stepping, it's good to feel, it's good to be emotional, but stepping out of it and being like, okay, what is the reality right now? Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, if is, is this decision or this behavior, how am I going to feel in 10 minutes, 10 days, 10 weeks, 10 months? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. It's not that serious. Calm down. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That again, coming back to like that reparenting and like recognizing yeah. your inner child, your ego, you know, having a little. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh, Jessica, this has been absolutely incredible. Yes, thank um, you so much. <laughs> yes, brilliant conversation. And thank you for keeping it so fucking real. Yes, thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> Anytime. I love having, having this conversation with you guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yes, yeah. You're anytime. such a radiant soul. We can't yeah. wait to be on your podcast. Yes. We're excited. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. And babysit Roxy again. Kai was like, can't we just keep the doggies? <laughs> No, but you can probably borrow her again. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. You let me know anytime you need to borrow her, and I will absolutely keep you on her list. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be yeah. the honor for I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and oh, and then for people to find you, you're at um, jessicabergio.com and then um, at jessicabergio on Instagram as well. Yeah, and then, the, yes, and then the Beauty Inspires Beauty podcast is. Yeah. So wonderful. Please check it out. Yay. It's got its own Instagram. So you guys can go peep some past episodes and see some of the guests. And we, we have great conversations like this too, but thank you guys for like tapping into that part of me. Cause I love talking about this kind of stuff. Oh, I love it. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. It's our bread and butter. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys. Oh, thank you so much, Jessica. Let me hit stop record one second.